2: Welcome to the Inspired Mind Podcast with Ella Victoria. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk all about stress and anxiety. And I know that all of us will have experienced stress at some point in our life, maybe some more than others, but maybe not all of us have experienced anxiety. I know I definitely have. And lately, anxiety has been something that has been really, really bothering me and I've been struggling with a bit. So I thought it would be really interesting to do a topic on this and just do a little bit of research and really dive into it and figure out some strategies to help me and you guys cope with anxiety and stress. And the reason I want to talk about the two of them is because I feel like stress and anxiety kind of goes hand in hand. So when you feel stressed, often that will make you feel anxious. And when you feel anxious, often that can make you feel stressed. And it's just a rapid cycle. They both have very, very similar symptoms. I'd say the only really big difference is that anxiety can kind of linger on for a longer period of time. And usually when you're stressed, you're stressed for a shorter amount of time until that thing that you're stressing about is over and done with. But I have definitely had experience with this. I actually was on medication for anxiety for a little bit and I'm not on it anymore, but I just think that it's something that a lot of us deal with. I know a lot of my family members have suffered with anxiety and also stress. So it's obviously something that needs to be talked about a little bit more and we need to find ways to cope with it and maybe deal with it a little bit better. It's actually interesting because now I think about it, I have had trouble with this my whole life, especially when I was in high school. In my last year of school, I actually suffered quite badly with anxiety and I ended up doing most of my schoolwork from home. I'd go into school for exams, but that was pretty much it because I would get so anxious and start to kind of have panic attacks when I was at school. I think it was due to the stress of being in year 12 and all of the pressure that is put on us And also like all of the peers around us are stressed out, which inevitably makes everyone just like stressy, anxious beings. And it's just not the greatest environment to be in. So that's why I ended up doing most of my schoolwork in year 12 from home. So fun fact about me. Yeah, I did most of my last year of school from home, which I'm not encouraging everyone to do. At the time it was the right thing for me to do. But if I knew back then what I know now, maybe I would have been better at school and managed to cope with the stress and anxiety because I know a lot more strategies now and I know how to bring myself back to the present moment and ground myself so I don't get so worked up about things. But we're gonna get into that a little bit later and I'm gonna talk to you guys about some of the strategies that I like to implement and also also some of the things I found from my research that I am going to be implementing in the future and you guys definitely should too. If you have a family member or a friend in your life who suffers with stress or anxiety, please send them this episode because I'm going to have some really great actionable tips for you guys to do. But first things first, I want to talk about what's been inspiring me lately. I have a couple of things to share. So first thing I want to talk about is Self-defense, and I know this is something so random, and you probably didn't expect me to say, but I actually did a women's self-defense class on Saturday, and it was held at my boyfriend's jujitsu studio, and I went with my friend Jess, and it was honestly so so much fun. We basically just learned the basics of jujitsu, which. If I'm completely honest, I never really thought I was going to do. It wasn't something that really interests me, but the opportunity came up and Brayden was like, you should do it. Ask Jess. She wanted to do it. And we went and did it and had a really great time. And it was just so empowering, you know, learning some things that we could use if we ever got into trouble and to defend ourselves. And it really made me think how important it is to maybe do a martial art, especially if you're younger. And it made me realize that when I have children, I really want to encourage them to do martial arts, whether it be boxing, karate, jujitsu, just something that can really help them defend themselves and increase their confidence because you do feel really empowered and confident after learning these strategies. And yeah, honestly, I surprised myself. So it just goes to show that trying something new is always a great idea. Brayden loves the fact that I did it and he's like, see, you surprised yourself. I'm like, yeah, I know. Honestly, I don't know if I'm going to go back and do it on a regular basis you <laughs> but you never know. like Never say never because I never planned on going in the first place, but then I did and I ended up enjoying it. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because it was so inspiring to me and it really just made me realize how important it is to do things that are out of your comfort zone. And so another thing that has been inspiring me is the idea of looking after my gut health. So if you guys watch my vlogs and you follow me on my Instagram, you would know that I've been struggling a lot with my gut health. I went to a doctor and basically I've been diagnosed with IBS, which is great. (laughs) And also I have acid reflux. So that's been causing me a lot of pains in my stomach. And yeah, so I'm on tablets for that. And I really just need to go back to basics and heal my gut because it's really not great. At the moment, I am bloating up from absolutely anything that I eat because of the acid in my stomach. So as soon as the food hits my stomach lining, I bloat up and it is quite painful. So I really, really want to prioritize that and it's honestly crazy how much your gut affects your mental health. They do say that your gut is like your second brain, which just makes me think it is even more important to look after it because I personally have noticed that when I'm not eating great or when my gut is affected, I actually don't feel that good. So I think it is such a priority to look after your gut health. My mom is making me have like these special drinks with ingredients to help heal it with things like clay and aloe vera. And yeah, hopefully the combination of eating better, going to the doctor and taking these tablets and just overall looking after it will make me feel so much better and I'll have so much more energy. I actually want to talk. A bit more about my gut when we start talking about stress, just because I actually think that stress is a massive thing that can affect your gut, and so that's another reason that we need to control our stress levels. Because if we control our stress levels, we can control our gut, and then we just overall feel so much better. So they are two things that have been inspiring me lately. I did ask you guys on the Inspired Mind Podcast Instagram what's been inspiring you guys, I tend to just post something on my stories and ask you guys just to write in. And I haven't really heard anything just yet because I posted it super last minute just before I was about to record. And so I think once you guys respond to that, I will talk about what's been inspiring you guys in a future episode. Feel free to send me a message via DM as well. I love reading them. And also then I can read what's been inspiring you guys out in an episode. It's so nice to hear you guys just getting inspired by like the little things things. So just message me, let me know, and I might feature your answer in a future episode. But anyway, let's get on to today's topic. So I feel like we should start off by talking about how I've been feeling, why I've been stressed and anxious, and then go from there. I actually think I've been doing okay recently, but I just struggle with getting stressed and then overwhelmed. And then once I'm overwhelmed, I struggle to get stuff done. And I have so many examples to share with you guys. So for example, the other day I was working on my tax return and I've done pretty much everything except for one part. So since I bought a new car last year, I'm trying to claim my car as a tax deduction since obviously you can do that, but I did a know that you were meant to keep a logbook for 12 weeks in the financial year. So I don't really have much evidence of where I've been. And yeah, so I'm kind of having to like backtrack and have a think about like where I've been. And it is quite stressful because 12 weeks is quite a long time to backtrack and think about. But the problem is that if I don't do this, then that means my tax bill will be much bigger than if I do do this logbook. So as you can see, I was getting quite stressed out about it. And overall, I just ended up having a meltdown because I was so overwhelmed and didn't know what to do. And then once I calmed down, I managed to rationalize with myself and break the task up into small bite sized pieces so it didn't seem so overwhelming and it just seemed like something I could actually get done. So I'm feeling a lot better about that. So that's one example of when I've been stressed out recently. Something else that I have been getting stressed about is just not being able to get everything done. In this interview, industry that I work in, you wear so many different hats and there are so many different things to do that sometimes it feels like you just can't quite get everything done. And it can be overwhelming. And sometimes I need to realize that I'm just doing the best that I can. But I do find it hard to be kind to myself sometimes, and I can get stressed out and anxious about all of the work that I need to do. So I really need to apply some of the strategies I'm going to talk about really soon to stop me getting so overwhelmed and stressed out about all of the work that I have to get done. Because we all have a lot to do, honestly, and we can always pick up another thing to do and keep hustling and keep adding more work to do, but we need to know where to draw the line and be like, okay, that's enough. I know it's easier said than done, but it is something that we have to do for our mental and physical health. And the final thing that has been stressing me out a little bit lately is my stomach issues. And honestly, stress is not helpful for the whole situation, like I was telling you before, because stress and anxiety actually creates more stomach acid, so then it causes more problems. So to get technical, when you're feeling anxious, hormones and chemicals are released into your body and then they enter your digestive tract and then they interfere with your digestion. And then that can have a negative effect on your gut flora and will decrease the antibody production. That sounds so technical. I did my research, guys. But basically, it can result in a chemical imbalance and can cause lots of gastro problems like what I've got right now. So really, my gut problems are something that I really shouldn't be stressing about because the stress is going to make it worse. (laughs) So I don't mean to tell you guys these things to complain and make it seem like, oh, wow, I have such a stressful life. But clearly, these things are triggering for me and they cause me to feel this way. And these things that I'm stressing about may not cause you guys to feel stressed, but there may be things that you're stressed about that wouldn't affect me. So I've come to the realization that I really need to break the vicious cycle of stress for not only my mental health, but also my physical health. And don't get me wrong, a little bit of stress is okay. Stress is actually so normal and we're all meant to feel it. And it is actually something that can be a massive motivator and can really benefit us and make us get our work done. But too much of it is when it will weigh you down and make you sick both mentally and physically. And that is not what we want. So what we need to do is first of all, change the way we react to stress. And I think our reaction to situations is something that can help so, so much. And it's not always easy, but if we can take a step back and just take a look at how we're reacting to things, we can learn so, so much about ourselves. So there's a quote that says, it's not the stress that kills us, it's our reaction to to it. And I think this is so true and something I have to try and remember because sometimes I'll feel a certain way and feel myself getting worked up and then I'll react straight away before taking a step back and thinking things through. Both stress and anxiety activate the flight or fight mode in us, which is ingrained in us because we had to have the flight or fight mode for back in the day when we had to fend for ourselves and protect ourselves from predators. If we're going way back and thinking of the evolution of humans, that is the reason that we had to have the flight or fight mode. But unfortunately, we still have the flight or fight mode now, which isn't always useful. Sometimes it is because it stops us from doing things like, I don't know, walking in front of a car by accident because we're aware that cars might be coming because we have that anxiety thinking, oh, what if a car comes? But sometimes it can be a bit The reason why I think it's so important to control our reaction is because the way we respond to a situation can actually affect the way we'll feel afterwards. If we react in a way that isn't too great, like for example, if someone does something that we don't like and we start getting angry and yell because we're stressed out about it, I think yelling and getting angry could inevitably stress you out even more because there could be more negative repercussions because of that. So we need to take a step back and have a think about how we're going to respond to a situation. We need to remember to focus on the things that we can control. There are so many things that we can't control in this world, and those are the things that often will stress us out because they aren't in our own hands. But if we focus on the things that we do have charge over, then hopefully that can make us feel a lot better and maybe ease our stress and help us to cope with it. So now I want to talk about some strategies and things that we can do on an everyday basis to help us deal with stress and anxiety so The first one is breath work. You guys know that I love the Wim Hof method. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been the best at doing it over the last month or so. And maybe that's why I've been feeling this way and I need to prioritize it a bit more, but it is amazing. And it is scientifically proven to reduce your stress levels. And it's actually proven to be even better than meditation, which is why I always talk about breath work instead of meditation, even though meditation is also amazing. I personally just find it kind of hard hard to get into a meditative state. So I prefer to do controlled breath work because in the process of doing breath work, I find myself kind of going into a meditative state. I would recommend doing guided breathing like the Wim Hof method. It's just a free app and he talks you through how to do it. His method is amazing. You can also go on YouTube and like follow other methods, but I really recommend the Wim Hof one. So that is one thing that can really, really help calm you down both mentally and physically I actually did this the other week when I was really really nervous for something and it was before I had to like talk to someone and I was getting a bit nervous about the whole situation and I decided to do the Wim Hof method and it calmed me down so much. And yeah, inevitably the situation was fine in the end, but the build up and the anticipation of that situation made me feel so stressed and anxious. So it was really, really useful to be able to have a tool like the Wim Hof method to rely on that honestly completely changed the way I felt. Give it a try and I promise you, you'll feel a lot better after you do it. The next thing that you can do to decrease your stress levels is to not Overcommit. I can be so guilty of this sometimes. And I'm sometimes just the person who says yes to everyone because I feel bad and I feel like I have to do something if I don't have a really good excuse not to do it. But you were allowed to say no. I've said this in previous podcast episodes, but I think you're allowed to say no. And I want to reiterate it. Obviously be reasonable with this. Don't go around saying no to everything because you're too anxious to do something. That's not good because you need to be doing stuff that's out of your comfort zone to grow. But if you have too much on your plate, that's when I think you can say no. I have had to learn to say no to certain brand collaborations because it can be so tempting to sometimes agree to something because you think it's a really cool opportunity and obviously you're getting paid for it. But I've had to learn that it is okay for me to say no because other opportunities will rise in the future and I don't have to overwork myself just because the opportunity is there. My next tip is to move your body. I think the key to managing your stress increase your endorphins, which is a hormone that makes you feel really happy. And doing exercise really increases your endorphins. So I make sure to try and go to the gym throughout the week. And if I don't go to the gym, I make sure to go for a walk or just move because it makes me feel so much happier mentally and physically, and also just gets me out of my head. When I do a physical activity, that's my opportunity to get all of that stressful energy that I've got built up out. And then once I finish that workout, I feel reset and have a completely new mindset for the rest of the day and the endorphins carry on throughout the day. So I know that sounds really basic, but if you're not moving your body every single day, even if it's just like walking around your house, like try and make it a priority because it helps you so much. Another thing that really helps me when I start to get into that anxious frame of mine is to bring myself back to the present moment. I've actually done a whole podcast episode on how to be present and practice mindfulness daily. If you guys want to go and listen to that one after this, but I just think being mindful and present can make the biggest difference. There are so many things that you can do to bring yourself back to the present moment, For me, I love doing things like playing with my dogs. It just makes me feel really grounded. Even making a cup of tea or going for a walk, spending time in nature, taking a nap, listening to music, all of those things just really make me feel present and happy and don't stress me out. And they're a really good distraction from the thing that might be causing those anxieties. Speaking of mindfulness and being grounded, you can actually try a tool that can really help you come back to the present moment, which is basically where you just really pay attention to your senses. So you try and find five things that you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. And if you actually sit back and have a think about this, It just makes you feel so much more present and kind of just gets you out of that state of stress and anxiety. And when you're being mindful of the present moment, it can be really quite comforting and it makes you realize that all you need to worry about is the now and what's going on around you right now and you don't need to stress too much about everything that hasn't happened yet. My next tip is to break things down into small, actionable steps. It can be very overwhelming when there's something that we need to do that requires a lot of time and effort. So when we break that thing down into smaller steps, it can make us feel so much less stressed and it just makes it seem much more achievable. So for me, I should have done that when I was trying to do my logbook for my tax return and it would have stopped me from being so overwhelmed. So often when I'm writing my to-do list for the day, I'll actually break down each task just so I realize how much I'm actually getting done and what needs to get done. So if I break it down and write down the little tasks, it makes it seem so much more manageable. So for example, plan the YouTube video, film the YouTube video, edit it, edit the thumbnail, do the description, upload it. It just makes it so much more manageable when I break it down. And also it kind of helps me mentally because it makes me realize how much I actually do in a day. Because if I just write down like film a YouTube video, it kind of makes me feel like I haven't done that much. But when I realize like how many little things goes into it, I'm like, wow, there was actually a lot that went into that, you know? So it kind of makes you give yourself a bit more credit. So you guys know that I love listening to affirmations and writing them down. I just find they're a really great way to retrain my mindset and just like calm me down. Sometimes if I'm feeling really anxious, it can be quite hard to come up with my own affirmations. That's when I'll rely on some audio to guide me through it. There are so many on YouTube that you can listen to. Just type in affirmations and there are ones that go for hours. And they're also positive and you really need to listen to them and believe the things that you are hearing and apply them to your life. And it just really helps put you in a positive frame of mind because sometimes when we're stressed out and anxious and feeling quite negative, it can be hard to see the positives in things, and it can be hard to even find positives. So sometimes we just need that little helping hand and listening to affirmations can really help us remember the positives and retrain our brain. A strategy that I am yet to try, but I came across when I was doing research for this episode is guided imagery. And I think this sounds so cool. It's kind of like affirmations because you can listen to them, but you can also do it yourself. So pretty much the idea is that you create an escapism for yourself. So when you're feeling anxious, you have like somewhere to escape to in a way. So you can either look at images like of a beach and imagine you are at that beach, or you can even listen to a short story that kind of transforms you to another world. So it can be very descriptive, like I'm at the beach, the wind is in my hair, and I can taste the salt from the seawater. And I think all of those descriptive words really just make you feel like you're at that place. And when you're feeling anxious and a bit stressed, Sometimes something like that can be really helpful because it can take you out of that moment. I think having an escapism is always a good thing, whether it be a hobby or just a book that you can read. That's why I think reading books is amazing because it is a really good escapism. So that's something that could really, really help you with your anxiety and stress. Another technique that I haven't tried, but I am definitely going to do now is called progressive muscle relaxation. And so I'm sure you guys have experienced your muscles tensing up when you've been stressed or anxious or your jaw clenching. And that's just natural when we feel like stressed out often will tighten up and get really tense. And so yeah, that's often associated with like stress, anxiety, and fear. And it's the way that our bodies prepare for any like potential danger and even though the situation that you're going into might not be particularly dangerous it's still the way that our body reacts and so a practice like progressive muscle relaxation really helps with that. So the idea is that you tense up a specific muscle. So for example, you want to tighten up your calf and then you hold it really tense for five seconds and then release. And then you do this for all of the muscles in your body. And apparently this can really, really help you relax. I don't know the science behind this, but it sounds really interesting. So I'd love to give it a try. And I know when I've done guided meditations before, they've talked about this kind of thing, but I never knew of it as its own technique. So when I've done meditations, they have said things like, turn off your left calf, turn off your thigh, and they'll move up your body and basically get you to switch off all of your muscles, which basically means to relax them all. And I guess this is a similar concept. So I'm going to give that a try because I know that I can tense up when I'm getting stressed. Another thing that can really help that I like to do is aromatherapy. So you can use essential oils and put them in a diffuser or roll them onto your body. And the different scents have different benefits, so it can make you feel more energized or more relaxed and present in the moment. And it's actually interesting because there is research that shows that Sense can alter the brainwave activity and decrease stress hormones in the body. So whether you like candles or diffusers or body products, maybe you consider using them because they can really help relax you and change your mindset. So my next tip is to do a meditative activity like ceramics or coloring in. If you listened to my last podcast episode with Stephen and Jess from Flying the Nest, you will have heard Jess say that she's been doing some coloring in, and that was like something that she just did on her day off. And like I really want to do that because it just sounds so therapeutic. I know that you can buy those books that have like a mandala or something like that, and then you just fill in the lines. And even though it's not something super creative, I can imagine it would be something super meditative. When my dad was in hospital, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you can listen to my mental health podcast episode that I did a while ago he actually did a lot of coloring in and it was really, really good for him. And it was something that we kind of carried on doing at home, but then we've stopped doing it now. So I think I'm going to go and buy myself a coloring in book because I think that would be a really good activity for me to do. Even in the evening when like I'm winding down and I'm trying not to go on my phone. Now I'm talking about this. I'm thinking that's a really good idea because I always struggle to come up with things to do in the evening when I'm like getting ready for bed. I always just want to be in front of a screen, whether it be my laptop, my TV, or my Phone, but coloring in could be a really fun thing to do. So, I think meditative activities like ceramics or coloring in can be super helpful. And apparently, one study found that anxiety levels decline in people who were coloring complex geometric patterns. And so, yeah, it's like the perfect outlet for stress reduction. And so, I really think that's something that we could all do and benefit from. My next tip is to do CBT. If you guys have never heard of this abbreviation, it's abbreviated for cognitive behavioral therapy. And it is something that a lot of therapists use. I know when I went to my psychologist, she did a lot of this with me. And it's something that you can do on your own or with a professional. And basically the idea of it is to retrain your thought and behavior patterns. So if you change your thought, that will then change your behavior and then that will change how you feel. So if you were using this for anxiety, for example, you would try and identify the unhelpful thought patterns and behaviors that are contributing to your anxiety. And then you would make changes to replace these thoughts with new ones that are better and that will reduce your anxiety and improve your coping skills. So overall, it can just really help you face your fears and approach situations much more rationally. It can be quite hard to do this on your own sometimes, and it is really helpful to have a professional talk you through it and ask you the right questions. But it is a method that they use and can be really, really helpful. My next tip is to cut things out that add to your stress. Sometimes it's not always easy to get rid of the thing that is causing you the stress in the first place, but adding to it can never help. So for example, doing things like watching the news, being constantly connected to your phone or your devices, drinking alcohol, consuming too much caffeine. They're just a few things that may enhance the stress in your life. I know for me, when I'm feeling a little bit anxious and stressed, my phone and caffeine are two things that I really need to monitor because it does not help. And often, they're two things that I want to go to when I'm not feeling great, which is not good. And I have to identify it and be like, okay, you need to like set some boundaries here because when I'm feeling stressed and anxious, I start to procrastinate. And that's when I want to start going on my phone and scroll. And it just ends up making me feel worse. And the same with caffeine. Often when I'm feeling stressed or anxious, I want to have a coffee because I find coffee really, really comforting and it's something that I enjoy doing. But I know that the caffeine makes my anxiety a whole lot worse. So I think it's important to be aware of if we're adding any extra things that could be causing us More stress. And if we are, I think it's great to cut out those things while we're dealing with that stress and anxiety. And my last piece of advice is to not be afraid to ask for help, whether that be outsourcing for your work. This is something that I recently did for the podcast Instagram. I actually had somebody help me with some graphics. I think I'm actually going to continue doing it on my own now because I think like. I want to give it a try and see if I can get better with graphic design. But at that point in time, I was like, I cannot do this. I really need help. So I went on Fiverr, got a graphic designer to help me, and that made me feel so much less stressed. So I think it's important to outsource when you need to, but also just ask for help from a family member or a friend or even go to a professional. Talking to someone can honestly help so, so much. I know it helped me a lot when I went to my psychologist and I personally am the type of person who needs to talk about things. And I think it's so important to do so when you're feeling anxious because it helps you get to the bottom of the situation. And if you're not the kind of person who likes to talk to people, maybe do some journaling and try and uncover why you're feeling stressed and anxious yourself. I know I talk about journaling quite a lot, but I just think it is so powerful and can help you understand so much about yourself. So they are all of my tips for managing stress and anxiety. Some of these things I do already, and some of them I am going to be implementing from now on, and hopefully it can make me Way less of a stress head because I do feel like sometimes I stress out way too much and I need to like calm myself down and be like, it's okay you know just deal with what's in front of you right now. I really do think it's important for absolutely everyone to implement at least some of these tips and strategies, otherwise we just end up burning out. And then once we burn out, it's so much harder to come back from that. So it's important to not get to that point and do these things to help us cope and not get so overwhelmed. So I want to end off this episode by sharing some quotes. You guys know that I love my quotes and I found some really really good ones to summarize this topic. So the first one is, I promise you nothing is as chaotic as it seems. Nothing is worth diminishing your health. Nothing is worth poisoning yourself into stress, anxiety, and fear. And I just think that is a really nice reminder to put our mental and physical health first. And then the next one is just because we're in a stressful situation, doesn't mean that we have to get stressed out. You may be in the storm, The key is don't let the storm get in you. I love this quote because this is so true. I find often when we're in a stressful situation we can get stressed out, but we don't actually have to get stressed out. We can acknowledge that it's a stressful situation, but we don't have to get stressed about it. I know that might seem confusing. I really do think that stress is a choice. And if we have the option not to feel it, why should we? So have a think about that. I definitely am going to, and just try to remember that when I'm feeling stressed I don't have to. I'm making the choice to be stressed in that current situation. And the last quote that I have here is, the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. And this is kind of like what I was saying before. And I really do think that we can control how we react, what we think, and how we feel So that kind of summarizes everything. I hope this episode resonated with you guys and maybe helped you, maybe helped out any of those stressy, anxious people like me out there. It is so human and normal to feel this way, but it's just really helpful to have some strategies to fall back on. So I hope this helps you. If there's anyone who you think would benefit from this episode, please share it with them or share it on your stories. That really helps me out and also makes me so happy to see it and really just supports the podcast. So thank you so, so much to everyone who does that. I honestly appreciate you all so much. I have been absolutely loving doing this podcast and I just think it's a really great way for us all to connect. So it's really nice to hear from you guys. And also if you have a moment, it would mean the world if you could leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts and you can only do it on Apple podcasts, but if you could go on there and do that, that really does help me out and help push my podcast out there. And if you want to see and hear more from me, you can go and follow our Instagram, which is just the inspired mind podcast. And I also have my own personal one, which is Ella underscore Victoria with two A's. I also have a YouTube channel where I do vlogs of my daily life called Ella Victoria. And I think that's pretty much me, but I hope you love this episode and it inspired you guys. And I'll speak to you guys in my next one. Bye.